0: Aloha, everybody. I am Eva Andrade, and on this episode of the Triple F Podcast, the Triple F Standing for Faith, Family, and Freedom, my co-host Jim Hopeberg and I are going to talk about how to make heads or tails of the government's left foot. So let's chat about that. Jim, one of the things that we saw recently was our... Um, recent Congresswoman, Tulsi Gabbard. And I, gotta, I just gotta say that one of the things I really appreciate about Tulsi is she just makes everybody mad because she speaks her heart and she's very passionate about what she believes and she actually knows sometimes how to get to the heart of problems as she sees it so i love that she does that so I actually
1: just... she does a little bit more than what you described her as she always because... corrects
0: what i say
1: no because <laughs> she's really smart about it she's yeah. not just passionate like the fellow that testifies at the legislature with his Bible standing up there, no matter what the issue is, saying, you go in hell! Yeah. You know, and I mean, mean I, that's passionate, but and, it's not
0: smart. And you and I get that all the time, right? Okay, you and Jim make, always tell us you know, not to, you know, to be respectful, and yet we're gonna say that. But she's so, very
1: smart about it, yeah. that's the difference.
0: Well, and we're gonna say that until the cows come home, because you're gonna catch more flies with well, if you're, sugar. If what you're, is it, you catch honey, more flies? Honey, sugar, honey. Than vinegar, yes. So we're going to continue. Because if
1: you're in a church meeting and everybody agrees with you, you can say all that good stuff. But if you're at a legislative meeting where they don't share your values, that's not the way to get them to engage in a conversation.
0: Well, she's been very reasonable. She's so very even, smart and very reasonable. Even when she was you know, running for president while she was um, presenting herself, she always did it in a way that reached a lot of the people who were you know, in the middle. And I think that that's what you need to do, especially here in the state of Hawaii. If you want to make a difference in politics, you're going to have to reach people in the middle. If you're too far right or you're too far left, I think you're going to lose people. And maybe, just maybe, that's what's happening across the nation right right now, is you have these two polar opposites coming so strong against each other that people are not finding a home. And actually, we're hearing that. Some Democrats do not feel like they're home anymore in the Democratic Party. And even some Republicans feel like they're not home in the Republican Party. And studies are showing that more and more millennials and all of the the Generation Y, Z's, and all that are coming after are actually more independent. And I think that that's something we need to keep in mind as we're moving forward. But I want to go back to this interview that um, Tulsi Gabbard did on Fox News. She said, and I quote, the faith and trust that American people need to have in our leaders is dropping every day. The Department of Homeland Security Secretary recently told Congress our borders are secure. This is what he said. This kind of bold-faced lie, whether it has to do with domestic issues or foreign policy issues. And you know what? I don't think Tulsi is alone. I think a lot of people feel like the government is lying to them.
1: It was on television i saw it i knew he was lying because i also see the other video about the border
0: oh my god you know what this reminds it's me it's not of? secure what was that old saying that people used to say you know how i know you're lying your lips are moving yes yeah so i have we moved into that's how it, how we feel about everybody it
1: shouldn't be but you want to know something else when i read this article and and two of the adjectives that she used one of them was respect that you mentioned And the other was Faith that you mentioned, but she also said trust and respect. And you know what? That's what's on the back of HPD squad cars. Trust and respect because it's necessary for us to be comfortable with the government exercising its power. A couple of shows ago, or maybe in the future, we're gonna talk about the FBI. Going after parents at school board meetings. That's not respecting. That's not trusting, that's not honoring their First Amendment rights. And her, what I really like about her position is, it's just the truth and you can't really argue with it. And if you argue with it, you're denying uh, reality.
0: Yeah, well, I think the other thing we need to talk about in an upcoming show is we also need to talk about trust in journalism, because that's another thing that I think has been destroyed. I think people don't trust the media anymore. And I think we do need to talk about that. So let's, let's make, so, so the other, make sure we get that on our topic. And the
1: other interesting thing, too, is when thinking about the media, if you ever watch anything that's produced, TV show, a movie, a newscast, a blog, video blog, anything that's produced, if they did the job well, there is nothing contained in the recording that's not there for a reason. And the selection of each one of those items and the placement and the lighting and the colors, it's all intentional if they do it well. And so when I looked at this uh, Daily Wire news story about Tulsa Gabbard and I, I saw the, the photo of her that they use, it made me wonder if maybe it's not that flattering and they don't like
0: her. Oh, that's a very important point to make because I noticed, and. OK, and this is just my opinion, underline, underscore, italicize every way to make it so that we, this is my opinion. During the election between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, I noticed that the pictures that were in a lot of these newspapers were Trump with the crazy hair askew, his face kind of red. He was always angry. Mm-hmm. And, and Joe Biden always looked so presidential, right? He always looked all put together, he looked calm, and you know, let's be honest, that some people are gonna vote that way. I remember being in the, in the um, Capitol one time, and I remember that I was standing in the elevator with an elderly woman, and she had made mention of who she was gonna vote for. So I said to her, I was interested, so why are you gonna vote for this person? And she said, oh, cause he's good looking. All right. And I thought to myself, wow, have we really moved to where we're voting for people based on how they look or how they sound or who they went to high school or with? Who they, well, okay. okay. You know, I in our trainings and you've heard me say this, Go for it. that people in Hawaii, they vote for someone because they went to school with my brother's friends' cousins' niece's uncle's brother, and they graduated got to you know, I got to vote for them yep. or how about oh a kind's been in office forever, you know what I'm saying? I got to vote for him, you know. You know, and come I mean we're asking people to put all of this aside knowing that we're from Hawaii and you know I'm a Hawaii girl been here my whole life of course I understand that right I understand that um, we have respect for police officers we have respect for people in office even if we don't agree with them we have respect for doctors we have respect for teachers that's what we're trained to do correct so we want to make sure that everything we do is in that vein and Tulsi does a good job she does a very good job and when i was reading her
1: the report of her conversation you know what i was directly reminded of
0: no but i'm sure you're going to tell me
1: and and this actually kind of gave me a shudder because it's scary what she's describing is exactly how i felt for eight years during barack obama's presidency that's how his government was and that's how biden's government is
0: You're not alone in those feelings. And what I hear when I'm out there is, and I do have friends on both sides of who they supported for presidency, okay? So I I have Democrat friends and I have Republican friends. And I'll tell you, it's very interesting because people see what they wanna see in whoever it is they're supporting. And um, I think that we have to train them to have good conversations, ask questions, drill down. and maybe we can start making a dent right here in the state so
1: okay if we want people to vote for candidates that share christian values which is an ambiguous phrase these days because there's all over the map christians claiming certain contradictory values but if that would make the government better from my perspective which i'm pretty sure it would we can't just take the thing that comes in the mail from the candidate and just believe what's in there.
0: yes we can because they're no. beautiful jim they're shiny what we what glossy. we need to do
1: is call them every single candidate's phone number is publicly available because they're a registered person to be a candidate we need to call them and say hey i got your little thing in the mail thanks you know sound like but, a really nice guy but i'm interested in this subject, not what was on your thing. Can we chat about it?
0: Now, and, and let's be fair about this. So sometimes when you do make these calls, and because Hawaii Family Forum, we do a 501c3-centric voter guide where we do provide information, and, and not all candidates respond to our survey. Right. Um, and so we do have feedback from people that and will say- And you put their phone
1: number on and we put, where they didn't respond. Right,
0: right. So we've had people contact us and say, hey, I called the candidate. Um, Let's let's understand that sometimes, especially if you're asking a question about an issue that is really detailed and there's a lot of stuff going into it, the, the candidate may say, you know what, I haven't had time to look into this issue, let me get back to you, that's actually okay too. Now if they say that for everything you ask them, then it's us, right? I mean, then we need to be a little worried about it. But um, I think for the most part, a good candidate, if they can't speak to the issue, should say, you know what, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Let me do some research on so it. So I, I had, had an
1: too. easier way to talk to them. Instead of getting into the issues, because there are always obfuscationable parts to it, what I really want to know is what's their worldview. Because their worldview, if they're committed to it, will drive their decision-making. What do we mean by worldview? How do they think they got here? What are they supposed to do while they're alive? And what happens when they die? So we're Christians. We believe that we were created because God created the heavens and the earth and everything therein throughout entire history. That we are basically sinners that need to be redeemed, and that's what we need to do while we're here. And when we die, if we are saved, we spend eternity in heaven. That's a worldview. I would vote for anybody that tells me that's their worldview, because chances are they're going to honor life. They're going to honor marriage. They're going to honor the building blocks of society. They're going to honor a lot of the things that our government doesn't do right now, which is giving us all these problems. Well,
0: and I would take that a step further because I do believe there are some senos out there, Christians in name only. There are people no, that, are. that know how to, to, to talk the talk, but when it comes to walk in the walk, they don't do it. And so right, just right. because somebody can speak the right language doesn't mean- But if you English. just rely
1: on what they tell you in their little mailer, they don't address that.
0: Exactly. And the other thing too, is to keep in mind that there are good Jewish people. There are good um, Islamic people that may not have a Christian worldview, but they may have um, a good worldview as well that might be a good office so let's just throw that out there I mean we're okay. Christians and, and we would and love to have you know everybody you're going to get
1: very few Jewish and Muslim people running for office. there is Josh Green for governor. we know that um, and I actually don't really even know what most of the people that are in office um, my guess based on their policies in Hawaii they are probably progressives and a progressive worldview would be um, I'm an accident of biology Um, basically people are good and so we need to find the best in everybody and when we die we just disappear And that's a worldview that tells you something very important. And for me, I interpret that worldview to being they think utopia is possible on Earth. And therefore, they will exercise their political power to try to make it happen. But I actually know that it's not, because human beings are essentially sinners that need to be redeemed, well, the, not
0: good. Yeah, and the bottom line is that people should be having this conversation, they with people running for office. So the, you know, where, whoever's watching this, you, it could be someone from New York, it could be someone from Nebraska, it could be someone internationally. I, I had somebody reach out to me from Ireland, which I thought was kind of cool that saw one of our early podcasts. So I, it doesn't matter where you are. The point is that when somebody's running for office and they want to be your leader, make sure you know where their heart is. Yes. You know, because their heart is how they're going to legislate. And that's what we're trying to say. Um, one of the things I do want to um, talk about too, Jim, as we're dealing with some of the things that have happened recently, is you and I did a podcast very recently about these COVID, um, the vaccination mandates for school children. Correct. And you and I, we, we spent some time. Um, I tried to provide links um on the YouTube episodes that people could know what we were referring to. And in the process of that, something very interesting happened. And I think people need to, to know about this. So you were quoting some things you had found on the Department of Education website.
1: Yeah, I actually printed out the page. It's called, Request for Exemption from COVID-19 Vaccination Requirements for Student Participation in Athletics on Religious Grounds. And we went over this piece of paper. And then you wanted me to send you the link so you could put it on the screen and i could not find this document we found a different version of it on the pahoa high school website and i think that's the link that we use but it's very interesting when that's the trust and respect issue that tulsi's talking about why would it disappear it's actually got civil rights compliance branch september of 2021 it's not been around very long. I guess they decided they didn't like it and they made it disappear.
0: Yeah, and because I'm so um, determined to make sure that we're putting out accurate information, that I kind of harassed you about you that because I'm and like, i spent a I'm lot like, of time Jim, to where find is it? this document? You're telling me it's there, and I was looking for it and I couldn't find it. But what was interesting is on the Pahoa High School website where we found a form. It was different than that. It had some of the same. Um, it was the same words
1: but it was in a different format with lines and all kinds of stuff
0: yeah so it was kind of interesting um so what i'd like to find out then is where are these forms available and how can people get them um is it coming through the school do, do parents need to reach out to the school to get this information? And is that how these forms are getting out? Um, it seems to me that the form should be on the Department of Education website.
1: There should be one there form There should be the form
0: same. That should be the same because it seems odd to me that there would be two different forms out there. Even though the verbiage, especially on what you were reading out, which was the criteria, that was the same. Yeah. But it looked like on the Pahoa High School website with the link it was a little bit more detailed some of the information that they had on there so it's very interesting but the point we're trying to make here is that sometimes links can suddenly disappear yeah and um
1: which is bad That For is the government to do is that, very bad
0: well yes and let's talk about another interesting thing that we found out as we've been doing these podcasts so another podcast we did was you were explaining to people how to file a complaint with the hawaii civil rights commission
1: on two different shows. On one having to do with uh, discrimination at work and one having to do with discrimination in a public accommodation like a restaurant. Yeah. They were two totally different.
0: So again, I went to the Hawaii Civil Rights website so that I could pull up this information you were talking about. And I found a memo from the Civil Rights Commission where they were saying that they cannot, it's not in their jurisdiction to make any... Um, they don't get involved on the issue of vaccinations or not. And you were kind of upset about that.
1: I was. I have it right here. What (laughs) what they did is they published the answer to a question that they made up because they wanted to put this version of the information out there. And the question they asked is, can an employer mandate or require employees to get a COVID-19 vaccination? So I think they were getting some requests for uh, punishment of employers that were not giving religious exemptions, I think, which is what we were suggesting people do. So to fight everybody at once, they came up with this. And basically what they're saying is the state fair employment law prohibits discrimination based on race, sex, including gender identity or expression, sexual orientation, age, religion, color, ancestry, disability, marital status, arrest and court record, reproductive health decisions, or domestic or sexual violence victim status. A vaccination requirement is a safety-based standard that does not on its face discriminate on any of these protected bases. So the Hawaii Civil Rights Commission does not have jurisdiction over these complaints. Now, interesting, the statute that creates the Civil Rights Commission, the first thing it says is, They have to stamp out discrimination on these categories, which includes religion. The second thing says this obligation of theirs must be liberally construed to affect that purpose. What that means is they have to bend over backwards to protect people from the discrimination at work that's not permitted by the statute, including religion. And they're not doing that. What they're doing is punting. They're saying, we don't want to have to get in the middle of this question, so we're going to claim it's a safety issue, it's not a religious discrimination issue. And I say to everybody out there, file complaint after complaint after complaint. Have some fun when they give you a letter saying that your complaint about employment discrimination based on religion because you were denied a religious exemption to the COVID VAX requirement Tell them that file another complaint against the division, against the Civil Rights Commission, saying that they're now violating their own obligations under their statute. That could be fun.
0: Now, and I hate to say we were prophetic, but did we not say in several of our podcasts that this was not going to be an easy process? You know, people thought by just getting one of those exemption forms off of the Internet or from their pastor meant easy peasy breezy right. right and you and i that's why we made the first podcast that we did we had to explain correct. to people that don't just pull an exemption form off the internet and think you know and, and use it first of all because you have to defend it correct and if
1: you haven't seen that you need to watch that video
0: absolutely um we've gotten so a lot we got of one feedback. more
1: thing before we run out of time yes because we saw the civil rights commission try to hunt on discrimination in the workplace when you're denied a religious exemption on the COVID requirement. So we've also encouraged people to file complaints if uh, and and to tell restaurants that they can't discriminate against you based on your religion, because that's also part of the Civil Rights Commission's jurisdiction. And so I'm expecting them to take this position that COVID is a safety not a discrimination thing with respect
0: to the restaurant and it's good thing you printed it up because it may disappear
1: yes so on march fourteenth, 2018
0: which isn't too long ago
1: the state of hawaii hawaii civil rights commission published a news release because They won an Intermediate Court of Appeals decision in one of my cases that I asked the State Supreme Court and the United States Supreme Court to review, and they both said no. So this was the final decision. Here's here's the headline. Intermediate Court of Appeals issues a decision affirming that businesses cannot discriminate based on religious beliefs. How about that? So when they tell you COVID's not a religious discrimination, You can go to their website unless they pull this down. There is a, uh, we'll put a link up as long as it works. And this news press release is there. On February 23rd, 2018, the Hawaii Intermediate Court of Appeals affirmed a lower court summary judgment decision against Aloha Bed and Breakfast, which was my client, which denied a room to a vacationing lesbian couple because of their sexual orientation. The bed and breakfast owner claimed a religious basis for the discriminatory action footnote, because she lived in the house, and federal and state law says if you live in the house and you rent fewer than five rooms, you're not required to abide by the non-discrimination provisions. Well, our Intermediate Court of Appeals said that might be true, but she was renting for less than 30 days, so we're gonna say she's a hotel. Which is dumb, because by law, hotels have to be open for business 24 seven, they have to have a front desk. This was in her home, anyway. So we do know that businesses, restaurants, theaters cannot discriminate based on religious beliefs. So we want to take this to the Civil Rights Commission when they tell us it's not in their jurisdiction and show them, oh yeah, you told us in 2018 that it was when you were tooting the horn of your win.
0: Now, what's interesting, and before we start wrapping up, is You had a conversation with someone from the Civil Rights Commission, and what? How did that conversation go?
1: Because you and I have been doing this for so long. I've been an attorney in Hawaii since 1984. That's 37 years. No, I don't. I I think that's 37 years. Anyway, so I've run across people that have been doing stuff in Hawaii all this time. Bill Hosijo, who is the executive director of the Hawaii Civil Rights Commission, has been there for at least 10 years. Um, I don't even remember who the person was in that position before him. Anyway, so we shop at the same food land farms because we live in the same valley and I see him from time to time and I'm very polite and we chat and we're nice to each other even though he thinks religious exemptions are not discrimination issues, they're safety issues and I obviously think they're discrimination issues. So I asked him about how many complaints they were getting on the things that we had in our podcast the employment discrimination on covid and the public accommodation restaurant one and he he got kind of quiet and and said well he knows there's been at least one because one came by his desk which is kind of an interesting way to answer the question he didn't say there's only one i saw it at least he says there's at least one which means i think you guys are doing a good job
0: keep it up (laughs) okay but what did he say Uh, because there was he didn't know what the memo he
1: said that they were going to do what's called an advisory opinion on the issue so that they didn't have to do the cases and i'm guessing that this question answer little memo thing is their version of what he was telling me they were going to do which in my opinion holds no water at all and uh if you get that answer don't accept it
0: well we need to wrap up as we always do we run out of time um but i know that some people may be watching right now going wait a second they're not doing a zoom meeting we're no. not doing a zoom. no we're not we graduate we graduate we are in a new place um for those of you watching are like wait what yes we are in um, mapuna puna right now in obviously in state students. of hawaii um yes in a place called the space and we've got a great team behind the camera right now from called presentations who's um they decided to take us out of our zoom cub- cubby holes and so we appreciate them for stepping up and and bringing us to the next level so a shout out to the guys and gal behind the camera that's making this happen we appreciate that so make sure if you're in mapunapuna you give a shout out to the guys. To L&L. so go to LNL for dinner or lunch or whatever and stop by and say hi to the guys um but in the meantime you want to stick around for the upcoming episodes because we're going to be talking about the fbi Um, and spying on parents, and Jim and I are going to take a little stab at journalism. So make sure you stay connected to us. So like this video, share it with your friends, make sure you subscribe to the Hawaii Family Forum YouTube channel, and make sure you hit that notification button so you know when a new episode is uploaded, and as Jim always says, comment, comment comment because if there's something you're interested in put it in the comment we might look into it and do a show you never know to learn more about hawaii family forum go to hawaiifamilyforum.org and we will see you next time mahalo everybody aloha